0: Episode 11, Keaton Shiler. My name is Michael Delgado, and I'm your host. I come to you each week from the fantastic library bar in the spectacular, historic Mayfair Hotel right here in downtown L.A. Today, I'm meeting performance artist and filmmaker Keaton Shiler. Shyler is here to talk about her efforts to bring the groundbreaking art installation, Contour of Presence, here to L.A. Shyler is waiting for me in the lobby. Marlo, the shop dog, pulls at her harness, straining for her attention. Shyler is petite, in a little black dress, with thick-rimmed Corbusier glasses. She's a blonde to make a bishop kick a hole in a stained glass window. It's time to meet.
1: You know, Geiger's bookstore across the street?
0: I think I may have passed. Him. You know
1: Geiger by sight.
0: Geiger's in his early forties, medium height, faddish, soft all over, Charlie Chan mustache, well dressed, wears a black hat, affects a knowledge of antiques and hasn't any. And oh yes, I think his left eye is glass. Hello. 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 Today, I'm talking with performance artist and filmmaker Keaton Schuyler. Schuyler's been on both sides of the camera as an actor and more recently as a director producer of an upcoming documentary on the making of Contour of Presence, an amazing interactive art installation she's created with the internationally renowned artist Nahum. Contour of Presence is a project involving a co-located installation on Earth and on the International Space Station. No, really, the International Space Station. We'll talk about how art is being made in space and why a dialogue with artists now occurring in influential scientific circles regarding the democratization of space may seem like science fiction, but has real-life very pressing impacts on our current global situation. Our theme today might be best summed up by my favorite author, Raymond Chandler, who said, the truth of art keeps science from becoming inhuman. And the truth of science keeps art from becoming ridiculous. Please welcome, Keaton Shiler. Welcome, Keaton.
1: Welcome, to me, to you. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> good,
0: good. Um, yeah, have you, been, you haven't been in the hotel before, have you?
1: No, I haven't. Super beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. They've yeah. done
0: a really nice job. We're in the library bar, and uh, so if you hear Marlo barking, it's probably because she wants a drink. Yeah. But, um So I, we're going to talk about Nahum, the artist um, that is doing all this interesting work in space, um, and how you got involved with him. But uh, I wanted to talk about you first um, as an actress. and I saw some of your films, and you direct yeah yeah right, yeah, right? yeah correct so and um so how'd you get involved in that and what are you working on now in uh or i mean that are not related to the art films and because we we'll we'll talk about that
1: oh sure um well uh, acting acting was actually an outgrowth of visual art um and and kind of an accident my my mother was dating a visual artist when I was eight oh. and uh and he was anyone like, we would know God, you would you would uh, you would if I remembered what his last name was, and I could ask my mom. But his mm-hmm. name was Charles, and I, I think here in LA. Yeah, he was here. He—he was, he was British, but he was here in LA. And uh, anyways, he was like, I, "Your mom tells me you want to be a visual artist." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You know, you'll always be poor if you're a visual artist."
0: <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like I, was like, oh. to that. I was like, "Oh." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, well, I'll be an actress."
0: Yeah, but. You got the, the, <laughs> That's in my
1: mind that was solved. <laughs> I was like <laughs> the, noble they look way to, <laughs> the noble way to starve. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so then well, that's I an mean architect. it was never <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was just having fun and it's always just been it's always just been fun. Um, acting's always been fun and then as an outgrowth when I went to go get a, a masters in England, I started doing performance art and that was always fun. And so that was kind of my entryway into the visual art world ah. again. Um, and then uh, performance art led to performance video installations that I kind of resumed about a year and a half ago with some friends. We did some a very very meaningful and dynamic collaboration in one of the most militarized sections of the Mexican American border. That was uh-huh. an installation called Peshma with an artist named Union Ri, and uh, it it was um, it was a little scary. I mean, because we, if we had been caught, we would have been arrested. Sure. Not on the Mexican side. On the American side, it was scary. On uh-huh. the Mexican side, it was it was completely chill. Um, and uh,
0: whereabouts on the border?
1: Uh, in Tijuana Estuary, right by oh, yeah. right right above. Sure. Uh, Tortilla the, Flats. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. then on the Mexican side, um, Tecate, mm-hmm. on Kumiai land. So we mm-hmm. got permission from the Kumiai to do. Um, a bit of a performance there, and we filmed it, and uh, and yeah, so that work actually led me to um, reconnect with Nahum, and uh, and he told me that he about this project that he was launching into space. It was it was completely he was completely silent with everyone else at the time. And I was like, hmm. well, you know. Uh,
0: now you met him in in. I met London. him in England.
1: Yeah, when he was he was the curator of Shunt, which was a, a really great. Uh, they call it a theatre collective, and it was. But it was, like, it was like, imagine here at the Mayfair Hotel, and it's underground in these vaults that look like you're in the sewer system of Paris. And there are performances going on everywhere. Or, you know, even big musical acts, or there would be films. Everything was, was tightly curated. Every night was different. Wow. And then sometimes out of the blue, someone would be suspended from the ceiling and 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 the lights would turn on and maybe they've always been there but you just notice them when the lights changed um so it was really it was really fun and decadent and it was it was pretty amazing
0: and it was a lounge right it was a, or it was a, a theater space it was or it, it was was, a, they
1: were vaults They were these hmm. old vaults underneath the tube system and so
0: they're music playing and drinking and all yeah, that oh, bars, yeah bars yeah oh,
1: Okay. yeah and uh, it was incredible. So that's how I met Nahum. And then, um, I mean, he's just so um, so interesting and everything he thinks about space, I think a lot of us think about space. I think a lot of us want to um, think about how we're gonna use space in non-militaristic ways, in ways that reflect art, in ways that maybe reflect um, where science and art can commingle and influence each other, and actually that's really specific to our installation. The technology we're using influences science and I Okay, talk so about let, that. all right, let's so yeah. let's
0: segue into that. The piece, uh, so on Earth, in in conjunction with the film and in the installation, mm-hmm. there's a place to get your pulse sent to the, yes. the module. yes, right? we have a then, pulse sensor. Okay, and then the pulse generates some kind of through some 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 sort of algorithm algorithmic something or the other and it generates an image which is sort of kaleidoscopic yes right yes and that is based on your being heartbeat. back to you mm-hmm. from the space station yes pretty cool yeah
1: yeah we like the idea of sending heartbeats into space right. and uh, and that's what we want to inspire and people here on Earth is sending sending their heartbeats into space, yeah. sending their heart into space. Right. Um, but also, I think I think it's about you know the message of the piece. There, there's two things. That's one component, and there's also uh, you're surrounded by pre-recorded video, the video with a, kind of an abstract but beautiful story, and that's a live feed from the ISS. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah. and, um, and you. Oh. You became extremely interested, primarily through at no, home, I'm assuming. Are you already, you guys connected over your love of the we, extraterrestrial? We, we, <laughs> we connected
1: over that. I think it was, ind- we independently found a love for um, space. I don't know exactly where my, oh, actually, I do know where my love of space changed. I, it was through a dream where I dreamt I was a beekeeper on Mars. Oh. And that was about four years ago. And then, for what the dream is so vivid that things changed. Hmm. I don't know why. And I don't know why I had the dream. And I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I started writing a lot about space after that.
0: Well, Mars needs bees too. I mean, they need, will. They will need bees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, uh, there's a beehive on our roof. I mean, there's a, uh, oh, is there? Not here at, at yeah. my apartment in Chinatown. How amazing! Yeah. there's Amateur beekeeper.
1: Oh, how cool! Such yeah. a good title, amateur beekeeper. Yeah, it sounds like a band <laughs> I'd create. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
0: get stung a lot. Yeah, no. Oh, cool! Uh, I've
1: got my next piece. I'll just do yeah, like video him. Yeah. yeah,
0: so you're now making docs, right? Primarily, or I mean, in your filmmaking. I mean, you just, oh, you just did something last year, right? You just did a film.
1: I did, but that's not. Complete. Um, I am primarily obsessed with this doc because it's so much effort, and I'm very obsessed with, at the moment, bringing the Contour of Presence art, which is the first interactive installation space that I collaborated with Mahoum on. I want to bring it to LA, and so we've got kind of a very tight deadline to do It's like three months Right. while the piece... I mean, we could get an extension on the ISS. Pro- people are probably like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. we should probably back up a little bit. Yeah.
0: Okay, so... Uh, as a filmmaker with, um, with Nahum, and I, I, in the intro, um, I spoke about him briefly about what he's doing. And um, But if you can maybe explain more about him as an artist and his practice and uh, this particular piece, The Contours of Presence.
1: Sure. Um, well, to me, uh, what's so interesting is, God, probably not going to want me to say this, which is exactly why I'm going to say. But he kind of went, <laughs> He basically, technically, went on a journey from being an illegal immigrant in in the UK to being the decreeing uh, the first interactive installation in space. And um, I'm sure there's a lot of like space nerds out there listening to this right now. So probably a lot of people are very familiar with something called the overview effect. And if you're not familiar with the overview effect, um, it's a cognitive shift that occurs that astronauts undergo. I don't know this. Okay, yeah, it's cool.
0: So it's called what?
1: The Overview Effect.
0: Oh, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. It's when you look back at Earth and you see the blue, yeah. the blue planet. Yeah. And and that, well, that photograph, the original one inspired Earth Day, right? Exactly,
1: Apollo 11. Um, so yeah, there was, when Apollo 11 was launched, it was the first time we actually took a photo looking back at Earth is what you're talking about and um, so the overview effect is about looking at earth as an entire system borderless Um, it also inspired Earth Day and uh, increased uh, awareness about you know climate change and I actually think that part of the reason why for me it's so important to go into space is to kind of continue that discussion because there's scientifically a correlation between our activism in terms of climate change and in terms of you know, humanitarian work even, with actual space exploration. So yeah,
0: be, well, because of this effect, where you look back and you go, like, hey, we're all on, this is our home not right you know, it's borderless as you said
1: right right so for me you know yeah, no, it that looks, it
0: looks pretty vulnerable in a big vacuum right it does <laughs> it does look really
1: vulnerable <laughs> in a big vacuum we forget how vulnerable we are right. but we're just on this really fragile planet um, but yeah that tie-in between borders and migration it's it's very you know Meaningful to Nihun's personal story, being someone who's been a migrant and coming from, he's Mexican, so coming from Mexico and having to deal with all kinds of different visa issues just to create art. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, it's um, it's an incredible story. And so...
0: Yeah, um, I was, uh, it is amazing. I mean, so he started in Mexico, was trained in art there, I think, if I yes, remember correctly. Yeah. Then he went to... Goldsmiths. Goldsmiths, that's what it was. And and that's where he was doing the shunt. Right. And then he goes to the International Space... What is that? Yeah, it makes... Institute or... Oh, yeah,
1: so uh, International Space University is actually one of our partners on uh, the Contour of Presence.
0: I mean, I just love that name. International Space University. Isn't it great? Doesn't it make... It
1: makes you think you're, like, going to school in space.
0: Right.
1: I just... Here you go. I hop off my
0: satellite. Yeah, it's very Jetsonian. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's funny. So Nuhun worked his way up to be curator of... Shunt, um, and he uh, he basically through some connections at the Arts Catalyst, which was a organization, a very prominent organization in in Europe, um, basically uh, made some connections with the International Astronautics Federation. And As you do. As you do.
0: When I was reading, and there'll be links to, on aggeiger.com, but yeah. it's a really well worth learning about this guy um, if you don't already know. Or and, watching my film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's you can fun. learn about it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You know, but actually, since this is kind of the plot of the film, maybe we shouldn't uh, yeah. say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: Well, but in. in um, you know, being what i was fascinated about, maybe you could shed some light on is is uh, it, you know there's only now three or four three I think artists that actually have pieces in space or had pieces in space right um, and uh, you know just that whole logistical end of it is just fascinating to me. Like how do you get a conversation going and get pieces of art into space? I mean, you know. I mean, the privatization of it probably had something to do with it. but
1: Totally. Totally. And the other, the other term for that's the, uh, the democratization of space.
0: Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but uh, basically, all that means is it's getting cheaper to go to space. Right. Here, I like
0: tra- the DIY one. I forget who did that where you he, he sent the flowers. Yeah, it was so
1: beautiful, wasn't it?
0: What was, who was that? That was uh, a
1: Japanese guy. I can pull it up. Mark, I have it. Um. Mark.
0: Anyway, well, well, that will also be on aggeiger.com but basically a Japanese artist got these I guess they're weather balloons right yeah and put bouquets of flowers how did you get the picture of that so anyway they, they go into outer space they get up high enough to get out of the atmosphere and then because it gets so cold up there the, the, the flowers basically get freeze dried and kind of not explode but they fall back to earth it's really quite yeah. beautiful yeah, and there's a beautiful. picture of it I don't know how he got the picture must have been hanging from the balloon.
1: I am not sure. I don't I don't quite recall. But anyway, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that one was stunning. And so
0: yeah, and that is a much cheaper way to go than having a ride on SpaceX, I would assume.
1: For sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing about this is this opportunity sought Nahum, and then um, really by extension of knowing Nahum, I'm, I'm wanting to um, portray his um, message through through cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I wanted to do. Um, that's why I went to Cape Canaveral to document this, and then he ended up using the images in the installation itself. So it was kind of, you know, he fell into this, and then I fell into wow. it. Wow. Uh, but but, but I mean, he's in the
0: right space at the right time, no, pun yeah. intended space. Um, yeah. Well, because he was he is doing this thing at the space... University.
1: Well, he was doing the thing at the IAF, the International Astronautics Federation, creating, he basically created a division called the Cultural Utilizations of Space. And he was chair of it, and he kind of started this idea of creating all these discussions about, you know, if we go into space, how do we want to use it? Mm-hmm. And these critical perspectives, and he would use art to do that. And he, he then started an institute called Cosmica, which would have? We just did a meetup in you know at Ars Electronica in Linz, Austria. But it, you know there have been festivals in like I don't know over seven countries around the world. And, uh, and this
0: is the topic of discussion: is what we're supposed to be doing in space?
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. What what are we? In? Or what? Maybe it's the journey. It's the using art to explore that. And what does it mean to put art? into space, and to to have that exploration. How does that influence science? Mm -hmm. To answer your question, um, Nahum was friends with a professor at ISU, uh, Chris Welch, who basically is the brains behind the project. He's on the engineering side. Mm -hmm. So it's Nahum as the creative, uh, me working under him collaborating. Uh, There's another lady named Carl, who has a really significant role, Carl Siegel. She's amazing. and then Chris and he's got a team of engineers at ISU putting our payload together. That and so it's the payload that's installed on the Columbus module of the ISS.
0: That's it's up it's already there, right? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and you have and and the installation, the earthbound installation has been up in Brazil. Yes, yes. And you're trying to bring the that portion of the interactivity to Los Angeles.
1: Yes, that's okay. my goal. I got about a month to raise some money yeah about wow. two months to build maybe so that's that's the next step
0: and and do you are you are looking to put it in a gallery or in an institution or a
1: either one um it just it you know we're, we're literally just starting that process tomorrow um so well
0: it doesn't it's not a it's not a Monster installation I mean there's film There's the Interactive touch part
1: It's currently Not a monster installation But I'm a monster And I want it To look more cinematic <laughs> Oh I see okay. <laughs> Or I just want to I want to Not more cinematic But I want to I want to ex- You know Explore You know it's, it's, Make it more it's, immersive
0: Than what you showed me on that
1: Right Well I just want to we, we We both Nahum and I want to play And we want to Really bring The Um the concept of space and that exploration—I mean, our, it's about touching the unknown and everything that evokes. So, with a bigger space than what we were offered in Brazil, there's so much more room to build and really create that feeling. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, well, I. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I don't know if, how it can help. Hopefully, maybe there's a, somebody listening who wants to who wants to bankroll this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the piece You thing. can touch
1: space. You can send your heartbeat to space. Yeah. That's what so, you do. You send your heartbeats to space.
0: Okay, so in the space station, in the Columbia module, which is part of the European part Col- of it...
1: Columbus module. Columbus. Can I talk about it for a second? Because yeah. it's really yeah, interesting. Please. Yeah, So the Columbus module is actually the lab module um. of the ISS. It's where they do all the lab experiments. So... Um, There's some amazing innovations in cancer research that they could only perform in space. Bone density testing. Alexander Gerst, who who installed our installation, he's the German astronaut, he's really wonderful. He just returned to Earth. Um, They were testing him for bone density testing so they could... Because basically your bones are supposed to lose density in space, but mm-hmm. he, he wasn't for whatever reason. He wasn't well, They
0: make them do all sorts of exercises, they, so they don't. They right? do. Yeah. They do.
1: I think he was just kind of a monster with that stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think something we forget is that the ISS is fragile. Like, we don't necessarily know how much longer the U.S. is going to be funding it. But yet, it's so important to have because there's so much scientific research. The technology that we're using for this installation um, is actually designed for scientists. Right. It's not necessarily for artists. The fact that it's being used for art was something that the European Union decided. The European Union financed it. So the European Union said, well, the first piece that uses it is going to be a piece of art. And then Nahum was chosen, wow. basically. Cool. Um, so uh, the future of this tech is for scientists on the ground in Earth to connect to their lab experiments in the Columbus module. So every oh, time see. there's every time there's a rocket launch, every time SpaceX launches a Falcon 9, there's cargo. And in the cargo, everyone's got all these different lab experiments, growing food in space, um, growing bacteria, um, cancer research. Um, and scientists need to be able to see their experiments and actually talk to the people on the ISS. And so this is tech that makes that faster.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So it's cool how I, I what I love about it is I love the hybrid of science meeting art and then kind of crossbreeding and, right. and influencing each other.
0: Well, yeah, I can't remember I'm going to butcher it, but the Einstein had a quote about that where he said art is science having fun. Something oh, something, yeah. like, something like that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's great, yeah. and that's that's what I think is the deal with putting art into space, Is You want to you want to be that thing that makes someone have a launch pad for their idea. You want a spark. And when we're, when we're you know, taking away money from the arts, you're taking away the ability for people. To
0: and, and so now this all rolls into a documentary on right. this whole thing. Well, right? that's the funny right? thing
1: about this. It's like the, the film influenced the going to Cape Canaveral to shoot this thing, to, to have that footage for the installation. And then sort of the film is maybe influencing how we're going to build the build in Los Angeles, which right. is kind of interesting. Um,
0: and you you want to bring it to Los Angeles just because you're here, but or is there some space? Well, SpaceX is here, too, right?
1: SpaceX is here, too. Uh, I mean, for me and for my own uh, thoughts about a relationship with the U.S. and Mexico, okay. uh, you know... We, we were Mexico for quite a long time, and I'm, I'm a native Los Angeles, that's how we learned history about yeah. California. We have a lot of pride in that, I think. And we also have a very huge migrant population. There's a real relationship in terms of indigenous culture and the migrant population that's here. It's kind of a, a we think of it as a natural wave of migrants kind of coming back or indigenous culture kind of coming back. And um, and whom's Mexican? I think that that's it's kind of maybe for poetic reasons. It's a nice, nice location to say. Okay, that. yeah, we're, that we're makes here sense. To, I see. Yeah, we're here to be kind of here with Mexico entering the space. It's not you know.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, so the dock is uh, is is, is, is work is covering. Not only the, where the project, how the project came about, and where it is now, but also the making of bringing it to Los Angeles.
1: Yes, but it's really—it's. I would say the doc goes more into Nuhum's ideas about space and his sometimes his subconscious, and so we're creating some really beautiful abstract images for it as well. It's kind of a hybrid art film documentary oh. experience. I literally think of this whole thing as an entire beautiful artistic movement to just like have another, another way for people to get involved. Hmm. Because the more, the more you engage with subjects, this is, this is how I feel about my own installation work. What it's taught me is when you're engaging with these topics, you want it to be a part of you. So there's, there's an intrinsic relationship between the overview effect, as we talked about and climate change, I looking see. back at the Earth from space and wanting to do stuff for climate change, wanting to do stuff, thinking of us as all humans on this planet, really thinking about, you know, wanting to do stuff about the border crisis. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about our little payload that's in the Columbus module is it's going to come back to Earth, Yeah. so we can actually tour with it if we wanted to, with the payload, and show what was in space, Oh. too. Okay. Um, that might come down in July or we might get an extension and be able to keep having shows.
0: Yeah, I well I'm sure space is at a premium up there. I mean, you know, physical lab space.
1: It is, but it's it's still technology worth being um, tested in advance, so every time a human being interacts with it, it's a data point right. for, you know, ESA to use for their, the European Space Agency to use for their future, future lab projects, so it kind of just depends on if they wanted up there a little bit longer,
0: so uh, and that side's very
1: complicated. Like the whole uh, connecting with ESA, you know, connecting from our coding team to ESA with security clearances to NASA, to all of that is like that's the real that's the slowest part of the entire operation.
0: Did my little bit of homework on your home and the project. I was I, I was reminded of I'm sure you were familiar with. Um, James Terrell and his Roden Crater. Yes. That's supposedly going to open soon. Yes. Finally. Yes. Uh, Thanks to Kanye West. Kanye West. (laughs) Kanye
1: West, if you're listening now, we need your
0: support. That's right. You might be somebody you should contact. You
1: can design sneakers I'll wear
0: (laughs) (laughs) that we can put into space.
1: That we can put into space. (laughs) We we know how to put things into space, actually. So if you want to put some sneakers in space. Oh, God, that's so gross to think about. (laughs) <laughs> it's the worst
0: oh commercial yeah. uses, space. right but I, yeah but you know to the extent that there's the you know the crater portion of it and, and earth as a planet and then you know the formation of it and craters playing yeah. part in all that and yeah. then his light and space piece and it being religious or you know having religious overtones and to the extent that your piece does a little bit of that too and that there's the heartbeat and there's a you know there's a soul to it so um anyway i thought i thought some of some of the work you're doing is is almost a not a direct extension of it but almost like a, a like a next phase that's being uh enabled one through the as you put it the democratization of space it it's a very exciting project and it's an exciting time for that too i think
1: yeah yeah i think it's i think it's very i think it's very exciting and and uh you know, it'll be really cool to see what kinds of advances come about in the next 30 years for artists in space. I mean, there's just going to be so many changes, really, really, really beautiful changes in terms of, of infrastructure, things that support these kinds of missions. And I think it's really important, you know, we, we get so much crazy media about um, Space Force or, yeah. or different kinds of military tensions that these, these projects are a way for humans to connect. Right. It's a way for us to really unite over our humanity, and it's it's why it's so important. It's not just um,
0: yeah. The militarization of space is just sad. I know you were talking about it in terms of you know hoping to your work with um, before we came on. You were talking about uh, this you know sort of uh, as an antidote to the attitude of colonizing yes. space. Yes. Oh yeah. And yeah. you know repeating the. Disasters of colonization here
1: Well, yes I mean, that's That's um, that's a huge part of maybe our, our Philosophy, kind of In terms of Of entering space critically, right? And we say critically not to be like We're criticizing space we, we just think of it as In terms of critical thinking You know, maybe for us Entering space artistically Is about critical thinking And when you think about All the horrors that colonization Has caused here on Earth In terms of just Taking, um, taking resources and human lives for granted and really um, creating destructive cycles. Do we really want to export that into space, the, right. the worst parts of ourselves, or do we want to clean up our act here on Earth first, as Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of says, right. and then go into space with that kind of a model? And, and the people who were literally hoping really hear this message are Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk or the people I want to hear that message are right. those two guys because yeah. I want them to lead with that kind of foresight.
0: Not I mean, being that way.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I think from his perspective he's not that way. You know, I mean, I think from well, from his perspective he wants to maybe what he said recently at the Yale club is that he's considering mining the moon and creating infrastructure. And I, you know, like that's a whole that's a huge thing. Can, can of worms, whether or not we should mine the moon, but he's considering mining the moon because he wants us to try to move to mining most of our minerals off of this uh, Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but more, more to the point of what he was saying and what could change in space is he wants to, um, and meanwhile he's not paying his workers a fair wage. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he wants to basically create. Um, More infrastructure. This is really cool. He wants to create more infrastructure in space so that we can um, basically have as many of the different systems in place that he had when he was building Amazon. So he wants us to be kind of have different pods constantly orbiting Earth and have more rocket launches. I mean, he's pushing Blue Origin, obviously. But he wants to have as many rocket launches as we needed in order to make aviation travel safe. Hmm. Again, there's going to be so much to advance uh, technology that's going to help artists, but we're just hoping that along with those technological advances, we, we are kind of the leading voice and everyone else who wants to lead in their own way uh, that says, hey, this is this is a really cool way to unite us as humans and uh, and really, really do something that changes the world for the better.
0: Yeah, we could use it. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So where is the best place to find all these things. I'm, I'm going to have links on aggeiger.com, but do you have your own site and your own You can just find things? me
1: on Instagram at, at Keaton Shiler, and I'll try to post some things. And that, you and want that. to spell that? So
0: it's like, it's yes. A uh,
1: K-E-A-T-O-N-S-H-Y-L-E-R. That's Instagram. And then Nahum's is at Nahum Artist, N-A-H-U-M. A R T I S T and
0: Lizard um, both Instagram.
1: Here's another one Cosmica Institute, which is w dot cosmica institute K O S M I C A I N S T I T U T E dot com. Okay. Yeah, that's that's New Boom's, uh critical. Critical organization and uh, the artist we're talking about is the artist Nahum, who I work with, who uh, launched the first interactive art installation in space. I know,
0: it's very cool. Yeah. I, I encourage everyone to check all that stuff out. And um, I don't, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't
1: think so. No.
0: I think we're good. All right, well, yeah. good, good luck on, on the raise. Thank you. And the extension. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Pleasure. Pleasure. You've been listening to A.G. Geiger Presents, Tales from the L.A. Art Underworld. My guest today was Keaton Shiler. A.G. Geiger Presents is produced by me, Michael Delgado, in conjunction with the Mayfair Hotel, music and artist management company Regime 72, and of course, AG Geiger Fine Art Books. Check us out at mayfairla.com, regime72.com, and of course aggeiger.com. Thanks for listening.